<laughs> I uh, do that from time to time before the recordings, and everyone's just like, oh! I really wish people could see my disgusted face right now. <laughs> That's your disgusted face? You, you, you really have to get a better disgusted face. Hey, <laughs> yeah, your, your disgusted looks a little... Normal. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your disgusted face licking its own nipple? What's going on? Oh, yeah. well, you know. <laughs> oh, my. When, it, when in Rome. <laughs> Easy, George Decay. Uh, 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 oh, uh, uh. my. Oh, my. Tickle, <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another Retro Game Night. I am Player One and my name is Damien. I am joined with Player Two, Kyle. Hello. Player Three, Joshua. Now a 60% more volume. And I have a special Player Four substitute teacher guest, James. (laughs) And we are here to chat everything all about things in retro gaming and then sometimes we sneak in some new stuff too. Hi. (laughs) What's happening? What yeah. up, everybody? Um, not much. We we do not have player four Ben tonight. So in in the place of player four Ben, we have player four James on special I'm, visit. I'm I'm tapping in yeah. in lieu. And and it's not that we love Ben any less. Uh, we just uh, prefer to have him do what he's doing tonight. He's working, so we want him to make a living. <laughs> we, Take we, care we, of that. We love you, Ben, but please go work. It. Go Take work. Care of that don't family. don't waste time with us. Um, <laughs> You're still with us in spirit. Ben, yes, ben, always I, in I spirit. Don't, I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, on that note, uh, we we are gathered here together today to discuss the... <laughs> we are gathered together. <laughs> we are gathered here today to witness today. Podcast that blesses arrangements. That dream within a dream. High five. That was great. Hey, hey, hey. Take the cotton balls out of your mouth. <laughs> Have you the wing? What I really mean to say here. <laughs> <laughs> we are here today to talk about the Sega Genesis Mini. We have been waiting. We have been searching online all throughout the year as to what games would be on it, what it would be like, and now we finally have it. We have mostly all tried it, but we want to look back as to what games are on it and what memories we have to it. It's been dropped. The mini Genesis has been dropped. And and we've all been kind of staring at it with a certain amount of reverence. Correct. No, no, no. And and Kyle is... Do not, do not lick it, Kyle. Come on. He's doing something Dam- unspeakable. Damien, to would slot. you like to lick this? Would you like to lick it? <laughs> you no, I, I still say what I said in the live show. It's a, lick it's a very it. much no. I'll lick it. Don't lick mine. <laughs> he licked it. Oh God. For, for those listening in. No, he didn't. There's no residue. No one's going to lick it. <laughs> There's no need for us to lick it. So we have the Sega Genesis Mini, and then I have for my personal collection the original Genesis Gen 1 here, sitting here, and to compare. Um, and we want to discuss the games that are in the Sega Genesis Mini stock, uh, what games we played, what games we didn't play. It's almost the same weight. I don't know. 
maybe half the weight, but no, okay. the, yeah, the original you got a third of the size. Definitely here. eat like six of those uh, minis. <laughs> It's yeah, really you're, small. I would, you also I would have to take into consideration thickness as opposed to just area. What right. size would you compare the Sega Genesis Mini to? What, what do you think is like that size? Maybe uh... I would say it's a little bit bigger than the NES Classic, but shorter though. Yeah, yeah, shorter. You're right. It's it's not actually as, not as tall. It's actually about the size of that uh, classic emulator they put out a couple years ago that you got me a copy of. It's a little bit lo- lower profile, but it's about the same area. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at the Genesis six inches by about four inches. The Genesis was a very low-built console compared to the other ones. It was very um, sleek. Very sleek. Uh, downright sexy, if I may say so. Uh, I liked the Genesis because, well, you know, my favorite color is black. I enjoyed the uh, style of font. I liked that it had a headphone jack. I like the um, fact that the uh, the game slot actually pushes down into it. <laughs> you know, I kind of wondered why they did that. For the Genesis Mini, there's no reason because you know cartridges do it's not a, go in there. It's authentic. It, Nostalgia. It, would, it has moving parts. It, it would be just like if the NES, the the uh, NES Classic, instead of it just being a solid piece, that one part would just be able just to flip open down. up. Yeah, it would just yeah. be kind of cool to have that just open get, up. Get the old memories of blowing into uh, into it yeah, to exactly. clear out the cartridge. I right. want to start this thing. <laughs> and the. <laughs> Headphone, yep, there it is. Headphone volume works as far as the uh, the the what the switch itself, but not not the headphone itself. You can't plug in a headphone jack, but the but the actual uh, volume oh, yeah, control goes, up and, goes up and down. Yep. Uh, you have the same reset button as it was in the original, and then the same on and off switch. I I am really happy with the way they designed it. It, it looks just exactly like the it, original. It's identical. It's yeah, just it in almost every microscopic high definition graphics on the top. It, yeah. Yep. I don't think we uh, like understood what high definition meant in 1989, but you know, high definition. It's well, not just for the 80s anymore. Now it actually <laughs> is high definition with an HDMI port. That's right. So HDMI uh, plug-in is still uh, micro USB. Um, there is, as of right now, there is, from what I know, no uh, actual hack for it yet. And Correct. I've been keeping an eye out for it. I was just kind of wondering what you know the hackers might come up with. But so it comes with uh, 42, 42 game stock. That is correct. Yes, uh, James, you have the list in front of you. What what do we have in there? I do. I do. We have Echo the Dolphin. We mm. got Castlevania Bloodlines. That was creepy, huh? <laughs> we got Space Harrier Two, Shining Force, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Woohoo! The always classic, disgusting, horrifying to play Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> Comic Zone, the ubiquitous Sonic the Hedgehog, Woo! Altered Beast, Gunstar Heroes, Castle of Illusion, World of Illusion. Those are both Mickey based Disney games. Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone. We got Shinobi Return of the Ninja Master. Streets of Rage 2, which old school one for me, honestly. Earthworm Jim, which, my God, Earthworm Jim. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Woo! Contra Hardcore, core C-O-R-P-S, because it's clever. <laughs> <laughs> Land Stalker, Beyond Oasis, Ghouls and Ghosts, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Golden Axe, Fantasy Star 4, Street Fighter 2 Special Champion Edition. Mm-hmm. Mega Man The Wily Wars. Wily. Yep. Dr. Wowie. Dr. Wowie. Dr. Wowie. Sonic Spinball. Vector Man. 
Wonder Boy in Monster World, Virtual Fighter 2, Elysia Dragoon, Golems, Dynamite Hetty, Strider, Kid Chameleon, Light Crusader, Monster World 4, Eternal Champions, Road Rash 2, and two bonus titles. We got Tetris and Darius. Boo we, on Tetris. We tried most of those games. Uh, Josh, you have a very strong feeling on Tetris, and I know you're coming up to the Tetris tournament, so um, go ahead. Yes, I'm Tell ver- us what you think. <laughs> I, I'm very looking forward to that tournament. I was looking forward to playing this game, and after playing it, I was... I was less than happy with it. It was awful. It was horrible. It was really bad. What's what's the big issues? What's the differences? Since you didn't actually play it uh, in this version, I can describe it as this. Uh, It was just horrible. It was toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) And in in our rating system, it was horrible. It was bad. You don't and even do a one and done. You ever yeah. you ever tried to piece together a torn piece of toilet paper? I get that. Yeah, you can you can do it. It can it can be done. It just um, why just, just wash your hands <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> and, and then the thing that really grinds my gears now. Before you know, it was just a game that was on on the Sega Mini. But then when I looked at the site and at the bottom they're saying plus two bonus titles. Now. If they just kind of threw that in for free, okay, I, I could understand that. But they're actually advertising Tetris as, hey, we're so awesome, we're giving you this extra game. And it's not a great game. It's yeah. definitely the weakest one out of the library. For, Absolutely. for anyone who's experienced in Tetris, usually you have two buttons to rotate the pieces. Now, obviously, on the Sega Mini, the controller has three buttons. Well, the thing is, is that usually... One button will rotate a piece one way, you know, cl- counterclockwise, and the other will rotate it clockwise. You can't do that in this. Right. Both buttons both rotate it, I think, counterclockwise. So you got to go around the horn. Yes. Every single time. That's ridiculous. Now, on the NES version, it makes sense because every 10 lines you go up a level. It goes a little faster. Yeah. Well, in here, it kind of randomly started going faster I was playing through it, and all of a sudden it starts going faster, and then it starts going really fast, and I was able to keep ahead of it. I was able to stay alive, and then all of a sudden it starts slowing down. It slowed down again. Mm-hmm. No indication like, okay, hey, you're not clearing enough lines. I'm going to start speeding it up. No, there was no indication whatsoever, and because you can only rotate the pieces one different way, eventually once it starts speeding up again, I just it ends up getting clogged and then you end up losing, but there was no consistency to the game. Nowhere compared to pretty much any other Tetris version I've ever played before. I, I want to dissect something. Big surprise. I want to dissect something. <laughs> uh, so with, with you, Josh, as an example of a gamer, in this case, we have Tetris. You are picky about the control. Now, as far as the control where you said you can do on the other systems, uh, or I should say the NES, counterclockwise and then clockwise for the controls. In this particular case, it can only go one way. Would that be such a big deal had you not played the other ones? Is it that the NES version has now spoiled you with the fact that you can do those controls that way, or is it the fact that you could typically work that way if you wanted if you wanted to master it like that? Well, I don't believe it's just an, an NES or Nintendo exclusive. I think most of the Tetris versions I've ever played use 
a method to turn rotate pieces one way. So they were all that another. way. Okay. Yes. And this is the only version that does not have that ability to turn it clockwise. The only one I've experienced yet. Okay. So besides that, I would say from my experience when you and I tried it, the music was horrible. The music and you know, if I'm gonna dissect the music for a second inspiring. It was not of a Russian based song <laughs> that we are used yes. to in the other versions. This is a very Sega Genesis, more modernized music style that didn't fit in my opinion. You had a nice backdrop. You had like a sunset or like the beach or something crazy weird like that. But it seemed to me that it didn't fit. And I, when I think Tetris, right. I think of a Russian style game. Am I the only one that whenever they play, whenever they aren't playing Tetris and the song pops in their head, it's only good for like two minutes and then you just want to tear your hair out. But if you're playing Tetris itself, you have to have that music. You have three <laughs> other options. You never use them. You only use the bass Tetris music. I'll tell you something. One time I was stuck on the, um, this is a very traumatic ev uh, event for me to describe. I was, I was stuck. <laughs> Big T or little T. It's a small world it's for small world, half an hour. Cal, you're the devil. Oh, half no. an hour. And the music didn't stop. He didn't turn it, did it off. Stop. And everybody that, that's, in the boat, that's 29 minutes too long. Everybody in the boat was going nuts. They wanted to tear their hair out. I, I, We'll see that as forever a traumatic thing. But yet, you can't picture any other song if you don't go on that ride. You have to hear it. If you go on it again, you have to hear it. I would say that's traumatic with a big T. No, yeah. No, the no, the no. only yes. thing that saves me whenever that song pops into my head just randomly is an old YouTube video, if you guys look it up. It's called The History of the Soviet Union Put to the Tetris Music. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever the song pops into my head, the, the phrase that keeps going through my head is, I am the man who created the blocks. <laughs> that goes around. It just it just saves me. It just makes me laugh. And then it gets it out of my head because it completes that that song in my head and then I can move on. I have a similar situation with Christmas music and Black Sabbath. <laughs> I kid you not. Would you like to expand on that? Generals gathered in their masses. Fa la 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 la. Just like witches at black masses. Fa la 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 oh, wow. la 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 la. <laughs> Good job. Good That's job. pretty good. <laughs> so as we can tell, uh, music is very important here in this case. Uh, yeah, it and, is. And so Tetris missed the mark on that and that with the Genesis version. Now, the gameplay uh, was more or less the same, except you know the controls were there. Uh, other than that, go go into the other games, you guys. What else did you feel was a great nostalgic trip when you played it? Okay, you said great, so I'm not going to talk, Josh. Go. Josh. Go. <laughs> Really, you didn't have anything on there that you he said that called out to you. He said great. I did say great, yes. and I have a traumatic. So go. <laughs> well, wait. Let's hold he's, on for a second. He's, there, he's holding back. Hold on a second. <laughs> I just told you guys my traumatic event. Uh, let's let's open up here. I already know my traumatic <laughs> Come on, event. I know, it, Kyle. I know Kyle's. So why don't you relate to the, to us? This is this is a safe space. Is. There's a reason why there was a uh, when he said a specific game. It was called Echo the Dolphin. Uh, and it's always because of the drowning aspect of it because it always made me so like uh anytime i drown and i couldn't just get past it i couldn't find the right path to get through the caverns i couldn't find the air to go through it then i always felt so bad for the dolphin because he died i understand because i mean ben and i connected on it on one episode on sonic where the same the same concept where you're in the labyrinth zone, and Sonic is down in the water. Yeah, yeah, and then it just drowns. That is the most the stressful noise. ten seconds of your life as a kid. Yeah, 
I agree. When when I play Tetris and we get too close to the top and that music just starts speeding up, it just freaks you out. <laughs> James and I just talked about that. We yeah. were, we, we heard uh, uh, we were reminiscing on a song in the Super Mario Super World Mario game World. where I won't sing it, but it speeds up and there's nothing happening except your... it's it's fast from the very beginning. It's, it's one of those levels. Level. It's one of those levels that's you know eliminating from left to right and you're you're moving along with it, but it sounds like the way it an old Mario game did when time was running out yeah. and it, it stresses okay. you out. And you started panicking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I understand and music can be a big thing with that in gaming where it stresses you out as well as the, uh, the downfall of possibly drowning mm-hmm. or, or dying on a time limit. So. I just found it ironic. Like echo, the dolphin came out at the same time when everyone was like, save the whale, save the dolphins. And that's <laughs> no, it seriously did. That's why they released echo, the dolphin because they capitalized on, uh, dolphin being in tuna fish and all sorts of other things like that. Yes, I did just say tuna fish. No one have a heart attack, please. Um, <laughs> but simply put, it was it was funny to me that you would have a dolphin in a dolphin game trying to say save the dolphins, and then you'd have kids accidentally killing dolphins. Well, I mean, I can't imagine a game where you wouldn't actually die. You know what I mean? I mean, well, they would I, have to. It, it wouldn't. Would it be a game? No, I, well, I would say it but works. Kyle was ahead of his time in that point. Like now, somebody makes a game like that, someone's triggered. But back then, it was just like, forget it. He's dead anyway. But Kyle was ahead of his time. He's like, <laughs> not the dolphin. Oh no. He 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 was the successful wow, thank you for uh, test sample. A girl. <laughs> no, not a little girl. You're a good, sensitive guy. <laughs> <laughs> so out of the other games, I would personally say uh sonic the hedgehog for me as as most of you know is one of my favorites yeah it 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 touches a very soft spot for me because it was my first game on the sega genesis Mm -hmm. reminds me of a lot in my childhood going back to it when i did plug in the sega genesis mini i couldn't help but feel the same nostalgic feel even though i played it a hundred thousand times and couldn't say anything wrong here because sega made it and it was accurate the emulation was good um I appreciated the fact that the uh, the menu itself to the Sega Genesis Mini was similar as you would expect with the SNES Classic, NES Classic, and uh, the menu would just be, you know, the game's laid out. You do have an option to look at each of the instruction booklets. You did a little research on that, Josh. Uh, what was your take on it compared to the NES and the SNES ones? Well, as I was doing a little bit more research, I, I was thinking of, to myself... You know, a lot of these old games, you really had to rely on the manuals. And especially with these emulations, you really don't have a physical manual to work with. So I was doing some research. I go on to the Sega Genesis site for the Mini, and they have all the manuals in there. And I, at first I thought to myself, wow, this is a really unique concept. But then uh, I was thinking to myself also, well, hold on. Let me check with Nintendo's site first and compare it. So I go over to the NES site as well for the the classic and they have all the manuals in there. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have my computer hooked up to my big screen and I zoomed in very far and there's no de-resolution on any of the scans. They're beautiful. But then when I went over to the Sega site and I looked at them and I'm just going to say... I have it up right now. (laughs) If you work in engineering... The laughter is merited. And you've been in the field for maybe, you know, at least 10 years, you know a bad quality scan when you've seen one. 
Now, there are some of them that do have the cover art or the front of the booklet in color on the scan. Yeah, right. Kyle has one up right now for Echo and the Dolphin. I think the one that kind of actually stood out for me most was the uh, the Darius or Darius. That one actually was full color, and that was actually a really nice scan. But most of the rest of them, they really look like someone just they found a a clean copy of the old manual and just slapped it onto a copier and then took a copy of it. Yeah, the Darius one actually looks like how the NES and the SNES yes. would actually be with full color stuff. Actually, looks really, really nice and detailed. But the other ones just the like what Josh was saying. The front cover has some has some color to it. Is is a pretty Maybe. good picture. But then the rest of it, it looks like if if the background was supposed to be a nice clear blue sky with the clouds rolling through, it looks like you're playing at nighttime. It's right. just really weird. You just see random pixels. Yeah. If you try to zoom in, the text starts getting a little blurry, hard to read. And it, I feel like they could have done a little bit better with that. Now, as far as the uh, controller goes, this was one of the things that I wanted to compare myself. Kyle has both versions. He has the one from the Mini, and then we have my original from when I was a kid. Original, original. Wow. The D-pads, even though this one is worn, obviously, because mm-hmm. you played it a lot, it actually feels still really solid and, and springy. Yeah, and and I think that it was well made, and I, I really appreciated comparing the two. Uh, I will say this firsthand, it is extremely similar. I, I cannot find a flaw in but the, now, the Mini. But now I'm not sure if your original one, if again, if it's through use, if the buttons are just squishy overuse or if it was or if it's supposed to be that way no it, it's gotten squishy no, okay i definitely. remember from back when i was a kid like i had friends who had nes and then i had one friend who had a genesis i remember picking up the controller and going this is substantial this feels like i could hit a guy with it and, like, I, could still play. <laughs> I could grab it by the cable swing it around and just smack him in the face with it and just lasso a goat with it and i'll be fine <laughs> it's, it's kind of a dumb comparison but i kind of felt a weird sense of nostalgic when I held yeah. the Xbox One controller because it was kind of in that same, you know, uniform to your hand feeling, whereas the PS4 controller, while still good, it just didn't feel the same as the way the Xbox One controller felt. And then I compared it to the Sega Genesis. It just kind of wrapped around your, your palm. I appreciated that because I got used to this. Now, I know people complained about it. They wanted the six-button controller. Uh, that was different. It didn't have a full long grip the way this three-button one did. But I think they still plan to make a six-button one, to my knowledge. Uh, is that is that correct? Well, there is already one that's that is out. It is in Asia. I know in, in the J- Japanese release it was. But the nice thing about the the mini is that it is a USB port for the plugs. So if you are able to import one, it still may work as it's a, as it's intended to work as a six-button controller if you're able to import it in. Right. I don't know of any plans of them releasing a six-button one in North America, but here's to hoping because yeah. that's the controller that I remember is the six buttons. Yeah, and I, I would assume that if it gets hacked, then everybody will want that six-button controller oh, absolutely. for all the other games, absolutely. You know, for all, all the fighters. Now, as far as fighting games, we have uh, Street Fighter II uh, Champion Edition, and then we have um, Eternal Champions. No, no Mortal Kombat, no... Um, uh, there was another one. Uh, Primal Rage was a big one. They got um, Virtua Fighter 2, though. They did get Virtua yes. Fighter 2. That's the one good. I remember. That's kind of a big deal, that game, because that was a CD-based game. 
I mean, it was oh, yeah? technically before, um, and it, it, it to get it on a cartridge that was kind of the big deal with the graphics mimicking a 32-bit, even though it was a 16-bit system. They really pushed it. I I, I feel with that game. Um, while there was some slowdown, the frame rate did drop substantially. I feel that it was uh, pretty well done, and it was a big hit. Going back to the controller itself, it's I mean obviously it's it's well based for such a thing, but I don't think it's it's out of bounds to mention the fact that the controller they kept it the same size. They miniaturized the actual console itself, but you know Nintendo had a re- relatively small controller even to begin with, so shrinking it wasn't something that you wanted to do to begin with. But this thing is n- nearly the size of the console itself. It's actually a little yeah. bigger. It's a little bit wider, but it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, Call me crazy, but I like the bigger controllers. The more ergonomic, they feel better in your hand. Um, One of the things I like about the Switch is the fact that, you know, your pro controllers are bigger. And if you don't have a pro controller, your Joy-Cons, you can literally put your hands at either side of your body. Love that. And you have that freedom of movement. Those Mm -hmm. tiny controllers having to have your hands literally (laughs) like you're, you're a squirrel with a nut. Why? Why well, you cramp up? Man. What would have you, some have some space? We actually discussed that a little bit with yeah. our Game Boy. We did, I was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just have it up in front of your face, and you're literally holding your thumbs in front of your nose. because yeah. you were so focused, and just, yeah. it, it didn't matter that that screen was right in front of your eyes. Welcome to mobile gaming. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what would your guys' uh, choices be as worst controllers that you've held? Now that I can throw oh. that out there, I would say probably. You guys might hate me for this, but the original Xbox. No, no, fine. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Because See, that's I'm, an example I might of be the big. only one that disagrees <laughs> with that because it was you big like the big ones. Bulky. I, feel like it I, was I want a controller big. I can kill a man with. All right. <laughs> now, I, I I did like it because it did it had the nice you know the two handed feel to it. It had all the buttons in the right places and everything, but it was just it felt so large and heavy and big. But when you compared it with the original PlayStation controller, it was much more compact. It had the almost the like same exact buttons, and it was just so much more comfortable in the hands. Now I, I know the Nintendo 64 was a little bit weird because it kind of had the three pronged, you know, design to it. If you give it to someone new, they're like, "Well, do do I hold it with both hands on the sides?" And like, "No, no, no, you have to have the left hand right here in the middle." Something and, tells me they went yeah. through a lot of focus groups with that, though. Because, oh yes, like you looked at it really weird, but within two minutes, you're like, "Okay, I got this." There's yeah, no well, big deal. once they figured out that trigger mm-hmm. in the middle, it's like, "Oh, that's how it is." Okay, perfect. I think I have one that'll beat that. The Virtual oh! Boy. That, would, that me, would be my pick. That looks, <laughs> that looks like an thing. outboard motor for a why, boat. Why is there another D-pad where my right thumb would go? Like, I mean, they I mean seriously. It's like before they made joysticks, so they had to be like, yeah. how do we go up, down, left, right, and forward, back? And diagonals. All that for all what the, the graphics dimensions. were were just not... I know, it's it horrible. Just, it horrible. But, but as far as the controller itself design... I don't know. I, I almost feel like you're just judging it because of just the Virtual Boy as a whole. Well, but look at the handles. They're I, so I didn't long. mind the That's Virtual Boy. Hand. I honestly didn't mind the Virtual Boy. It was just the controller you, you that just, was about you, it. You stick with the thumbs. You can only use the thumbs on that thing. Yeah, you use the thumbs, but the, w- the way that you would have to go in to hit both of those buttons right there when you're trying to do something, yeah. you actually have to go, because the thumbs are at a good position going straight up for the D-pads, but then your right thumb has to 
really go at like a nine, almost a 90 degree to even hit B. Absolutely. So I, it's really uncomfortable. What I remember is the fact that I had to take my eyesight out of the, uh, out of the virtual boy <laughs> console, uh, sight just to wow. visor to actually look at the controls real quick every time. And I didn't like that because it didn't feel natural. Now say, say what you want. I know I'm going to get just a ton of flack for this. My least favorite controller. Flack. Sorry. <laughs> yes. What? OG NES. No, I was about to say that. It, James, I was about to say that. I, I'm, I'm a gripper. No, I'm a me gripper, too, and me it too. hurts. I love the NES to death, but if you go for that NES controller, it does not feel right. It just it, it feels like I'm holding a chocolate bar. I mean, it is. <laughs> it's essentially the chocolate bar size, but and it just feels weird. It has no rounded edges. I know. So like I like in my middle fingers, I'm gripping it like this, like I'm like I'm holding a gun, right? So my fingers are up on top of right. the square. His index but my, fingers. My, my 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 middle fingers are right at the corners. Yeah. You ever play punch out while you're trying not to panic? And you have no idea how to beat the guy in front of you. You're gripping that thing. And then you're wondering what's flowing down your arm, and you look, it's a river of blood. It's blood. <laughs> exactly. So, so were you much happier with the SNES controller? Then? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first time I played Super NES, I was, uh, I, I was wondering why on earth they didn't do this the first go-round. <laughs> I, I definitely do prefer the SNES over the NES. I wonder if it might be because they never initially designed it to be held that way. It could it kind of seems like everything is right there. You can have it sitting flat and be able to use the buttons that Oh, you way. think that seen, you were supposed to use your well, fingers, not your thumbs. I, I've seen speedrunners that actually play that way. They put it down on their lap and they use, uh, on an SNES controller, because they use their fingers to do uh, multiple button inputs. Quick little uh, tap, 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 tap. Okay, yeah, okay. and I think maybe it was the first go on a, I mean, the Famicom was too, but that's, their controllers were that way too. That right. was just the North American version of right. it. They didn't really know how holding the controller like that, or how people would adapt to holding a controller. So maybe they initially intended it to be down and be playing like that, but then realized, oh, people are holding it like this. Let's make it more comfortable for the hands, which is why they rounded everything. And then let's I don't, add, add I don't know, button. but that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that might be true. I don't know, but that's kind of the logical place that my mind goes to. But, but then, then I'm weird. Triggers, dude. Triggers. The NES didn't have triggers. SNES, SNES did, which, which again though, why they might have changed it because of holding it. And, oh, okay. Well, now we're holding here. We have two more placements for for someone to to put two buttons. Like when they realized that nobody was going to put the stupid thing down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the NES did have a second gen, and it was the NES Top Loader. They had a what they called the Bone Controller, and right. it was very the, the similar. Joystick? I have no, that. no. It, oh, it it's looked, wonderful. It looked looked very similar to the SNES controller. It just was the two button. It was gray with red buttons. But it was rounded on the but sides. But it was rounded. Oh, it was, was the best when I was feeling. A child. I want to say it was like 92 to 93 this version came out. And it was top loader NES. And it was a different one altogether. So they put it out. It was rare. After the Super? It was during the time the Super came out. Well, would you look that's at that? That's what it looks like. And Kyle pulled it wow. up here. Yep, that's it. And they call it the bone controller. Oh. That one was great. Because it looks like a bone. <laughs> it did. It looked like a dog bone. So what you're saying is I need to go murder my friend Jared for not buying one of those. You could do that. <laughs> uh, you don't You don't necessarily have my you know approval. Anyway. <laughs> He'll so, live. You could throw rocks at him, but just don't kill him. He's very tall. Wait, exactly. Throw a rock. Go for the knees. <laughs> David and the Goliath. Exactly. Um, <laughs> So out of all the controllers, I will say the Sega Genesis is one of my favorites. Um, the the hardware is great. Uh, what specs do you have, Kyle, as Ugh. far as what 
what we're looking at here. I, I want to say it looks almost exactly to the original as far as plastic is concerned. I'm not going to go into that, but it just it, it looks so similar. The kind of plastic is plastic. Oh. <laughs> go figure. Okay, got it. So plastic it, it, is also made with other plastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's running the regular um, operating system that the other NES and SNES are running. It's, it's a Linux-based kernel software. All the systems are a um, what they call a system on chip, basically like a, if you've ever heard of the of the Raspberry Pi, it's kind of the same thing. What it basically means is instead of like a computer that has a main motherboard and then you have the components that you put in like a video card, sound card, or Ethernet cable or all of that, it, everything is integrated onto one system chip, onto one motherboard basically. Your your hard drive, your flash memory, your Op, your uh, CPU, all of that is all on one thing that can't be upgraded. That's what it is. And there's nothing much else you can add to it upgrading wise. But it does come, this is kind of the cool, the storage space is actually 512 megabytes. That means that if we actually get this thing to be hackable, you can put a lot of stuff on this thing and be able to kind of customize it any way you want. Am I the only one that hears 512 megabytes and almost laughs until they realize how tiny the games we grew up with really were. Yeah, we oh, talked yeah, those about those 16-bit games. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous how much is on a cartridge yeah. now that we can fit on a. You talk about PCs. You say I mean, five twelve. That's that's a text. I mean, file. we have a micro <laughs> micro SD that could go up to what like a terabyte. Terabyte now. Yeah, yeah. and so. I mean, they're I mean, expensive, but they're there. But it's doable. Also worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so worth it. But I mean, Damien's posted something on the Instagram, and I know we've talked about it in another podcast before, but. The actual full-size file of the original Super Mario Brothers on the NES was how big, Damien? Do you remember? It was like a couple kilobytes. Yeah, the Super Mario game was about like 42 kilobytes, something crazy like that. And so when he posted the, the image, it says this image is like 100 and something megabytes. Yeah, it's it way was bigger than the actual game the itself. the actual game itself. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. That's so like these hot. games, they're 16, they're 16 bit. Right. You're going to be able to fit a ton of extra stuff on here if it gets hacked. The only thing that I've been reading up online about the hacking aspect of this thing is that they're thinking that the um, RetroArch might be the best thing to use and not staying as a stock as the stock emulator for it. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. 31 kilobytes. 31 kilobytes 31 for, Super Mario, for Super Mario Brothers. The entire game. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and a picture of it. Is way bigger than it's <laughs> well nowadays high res and picture size and all that. Well, yeah, but still, it's just it's just the fact <laughs> it's just crazy how small things were back then of being an entire game. So, like I said, I I'm not quite sure how big the games are on on here or how much space is left on here, but 512 megabytes that's a significant size to be able to put a ton of games on here. We might be able to once it's hacked put the entire library on it. Consider the fact, like, are we talking North American library or are we talking full library? Uh, full library, probably. Full. Okay, because I mean, you're looking NES... at 699 licensed games plus anywhere from 50 to 100 unlicensed just on record. I mean, on the NES, you can hack it and put the entire NES and... and, and you could hack the NES and put the entire NES and SNES library on it. On the one of them. That's how much storage space, even though it's so small, we think about it, 
there's a that's how small the games were back then. With, with, <laughs> with that wonderful controller you like. Oh. And nowadays, one game is like what eighty gigs <laughs> minimum. So on the system itself, just to uh, wrap up here, the uh, features we have uh, a background wallpaper border you can change. You can do safe states. Uh, no rewind feature, unfortunately. But other than that, I would say it's pretty solid as far as the features go, what I would expect for all these uh, miniature emulated games. And what's nice, too, is that they have a built-in go-back-to-home button or uh, button combination to be able to not have to have a home button on it, but you just hold, what is it, you hold start for a while or for a couple seconds and you get a pop-up menu that allows you to do it. So enables you to have that same vintage feel about your controller yeah exactly right without having to add any sort of feature like a home button like you said anything like that that would alter such a great looking controller i think it looks great um you'd like it because it looks like a battering (laughs) it really does (laughs) really you you really tapped into it i think that's really it is yeah just put a little like a couple ears on the top by the by the uh, cable and you're all set then you i think you really did tap into it i think you're right that is why i like it it's yeah. just like the original. And it's it comes black. In black. Yeah. It comes in black. And sometimes <laughs> very dark gray. Sometimes dark gray. And no voice changer. You've got to change your voice like this every time you do that. And then you have to get very more. Where's the server? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's the safe state? All right. Uh, so <laughs> you have uh, all the features that you need. I can't wait to see this thing hacked. I know it's probably not the best to say, but hey, I want it. I want my hacked Sega Genesis. Uh, what he wants games? more Sonics. What games would you guys say, uh, to wrap up here, would be your picks as far as what you'd like to see on here? I know you could fit the whole library potentially, but which ones would you like to see? Sonic and Knuckles. An actual interchangeable being able to put Sonic 1 into a ROM of Sonic and Knuckles and make that work. I know it's still hard to do that now. You might have to do like individual ROMs of those combinations, but still a combination of Sonic and Knuckles in the Sonic games would be awesome. I've always loved that. As for me, I really didn't get much of the Sega Genesis experience, so I do know some of the the main titles, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, of course, but Obviously. I, I Yeah. <laughs> I I really don't have anything that I know of unless I were to port something over from uh, maybe the Nintendo library. Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battletoads. And double double dragon? No, No. just a solo. I've never done done that one, so that'd be kind of cool. 16-bit version, because we're used to the 8-bit you and I, Kyle, for the NES. It existed. But it did. (laughs) That would be really cool. Uh, I would say, personally, I I think I might agree with you with Sonic and Knuckles, but I would venture to say um, probably Streets of Rage 1, which for me was weird that it didn't actually include it. I get number two is more popular, but Streets of Rage 1. No, the reason why I was like freaking out while you were talking right there is because this dude here had Sonic and Knuckles and never thought to go, I wonder if I put this game on top of it, what it'll do. (laughs) He never put the other Sonic games on top of a Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. I appreciated Sonic and Knuckles for what it was, Sonic and Knuckles. I knew you could do that. I just didn't see it. But Knuckles was part of three. If you knew... If you knew you could do it, why wouldn't you do it? Because I was waiting to beat Sonic and Knuckles first. Okay, you have to and understand this was before this the me. internet. I, you have to understand this something about me. I, I want to beat the game originally as intended first, and then I will go to DLC and bonus content. I just didn't 
you know, didn't get it, that far. It was cartridge. There was no DLC. Well, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wait, wait. There, there was. That was just DLC not, for its time. It's not North America. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have the, you know, additional features that you could plug whatever that drive was underneath the thing to make it CD-ROM accessible and all this. And then fancy. accessing the Nintendo satellites and everything for Yo, the, dog, the game I updates. heard you liked cartridges, so we put a cartridge <laughs> on your cartridge. So you could cartridge while you cartridge. <laughs> Yeah. Well, nice. We'll, we'll end it with that. Uh, let's let's do what we normally do here at Retro Game Net. We have come up with the very best way to rate a game, or in this case, system, in terms of replay value and overall interest of the game. We will say either showcase it, which means you love it, you adore it, you want to tell everyone about it. One and done, which means you tried it the one time, it's not working out, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to let you go. Or you flush it, which is going to be the toilet paper that, you know, I don't need to get in description of, but it's really not good. Can I add lick it? No, you can't. I know how much you like to lick cartridges (laughs) and hardware, but no. Let's go with with, uh, a round table here to say uh, what you guys think of it. Kyle, you want to start first? Yeah, I it's it's obviously got to be a showcase it for me. It, it's going to be something that if you have the NES, you have the SNES, you have the PlayStation, they're coming out with the Turbo Graphics, all these mini consoles that are coming out. It's just going to be awesome as you collect them all to be able to have a little showcase of just everything that's going to be out there. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. I know we're probably going to do other episodes in the future about it. All the minis, if you collect them all, are always going to be a showcase it because it's just be going to be a great display of retro consoles in a miniature form that's just going to be just awesome to look at agreed i honestly i was not a genesis guy uh growing up i had one i had one friend who was a hey hey hey, hey. save it (laughs) wait for it wait for it i had one friend who had a genesis and i remember it was like the coolest thing in the world playing the genesis but honestly i never got a whole lot of chance to play it so with the release of the mini and having more options of playing that on a regular basis without having to find an old school Genesis that still worked or playing an emulator, I'm going to have to say showcase it because this gives me more of an option of playing games. I've honestly never really had the option of playing before. Nintendo's ubiquitous. It, you know, yeah. every household who has a console has had a Nintendo more often than not, but not every household has had a Sega unless you were somewhere between 1990 and 1993 and that was your console of choice i was not that guy so i get this opportunity of uh getting some completely new gaming going on so showcase it i'm completely with james on this one because i didn't have a sega i experienced it a couple times visiting some friends and that was my biggest experience with it so i really don't know the game library i can't really compare the the mini version with the original but I do appreciate that the controller does have the USB port to it. Mm -hmm. So you can actually use this controller for connecting to your computer or pretty much anything else that it'll, it'll drive to. So on top of that and everything else, I would say showcase it as well. Add it to the, uh, add it to the collection. And eventually when uh, we get Ben back and we start talking about the turbo graphics, we can connect them all and, Make a megazord of, uh, of classic uh, <laughs> mini consoles. Uh, I just, I, I really, really hope that they do a 64, a mini 64, 
and yeah, something dude, that dude I will get totally behind that one hundred percent. And then something that I can understand of what James and Josh was saying, a Sega CD mini. Because I had, I was in the same boat. I didn't have a Sega CD when I was growing up. I had a friend who had them, and we went over there and played it all the time. We played the the Knights game, the one where you're flying around and going through the rings and all that. I never had it myself, so it would be really cool to be able to have that and do what James said, be able to have that, get some gaming time behind it, and actually start to enjoy and start to love those games back uh, that were back then to be able to get a full experience of it. So I, I can get what you're saying with it, and that's what I'm hoping to be able to experience in the future if that's being released. Well, it's, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, you... We're from similar generations where we were all back during console wars of one yeah. type or another. But <laughs> let's let's face it, you play a Nintendo game, you know it's a Nintendo game more often than not. There is a few cross-platform games, but Genesis had very unique games. You knew you were playing a Sega game. Yes. And how often do we actually play a game that we haven't ever played before or anything like it before? And that's kind of exciting. That's also why I'm excited about the Turbo Graphics coming out because I've never touched that. Oh, dude. so the Turbo You're Graphics Mini is going to be awesome. You're in for a treat. Yeah, Ben's going to be really excited for that. Yeah. So what about you, Damien? I'm going to say showcase it. I really, really think that the Sega Genesis had a great selection. Uh, it really came from an era where the pros made up for the cons of the SNES system. It was a very uh, arcade-driven console where it had a lot of games that were based on arcade. Now. You have it in HD all together. I can't wait for it to be hacked, but in this case, I'll take what I have here. The console was perfect, so I will definitely say a showcase. And I say keep it going with Turbo and all other systems coming forth. If it's Sega CD, whatever you want to do from there. What did you think of the menu music? I didn't really particularly like the menu music. It was a little bit weird. Uh, it, that would be my only complaint. Other than that, it was good. And even then, it's okay. It's just I particularly like the NES classics and the SNES ones um, better. Yeah. The retro music over, I don't know, kind of similar to that weird music that the Tetris game was playing. <laughs> Maybe not that bad, but yeah. So I'm almost. Mint. Here comes your big T. I am the man who replaces the But you know what? It comes in black. So it fits with the theme that's, of your showcase. all that matters. Um Coming up for us before I wrap it up, uh, we have on October 13th the uh, panel at LA Comic Con. What? What? We are Woo! really excited for that. it. We have a very special guest, Dr. Andrea Letamendi, and she's going to be the psychologist um, that we have on the show, and we're going to talk about psychology and gaming. And we're going to have Kyle and Josh and myself there. I'm going to get a little bit more into how Mario is a sociopath. Ooh. Do it. Do it. Because Odyssey, I finally beat Odyssey, by the way, people. And that has some interesting evidence in it. And now we have to fit that into the timeline as well. Ah, there is evidence of where it could fit. There yeah. could be a timeline part three that we All do. Right. There is a lot in Odyssey. In uh, LA Comic Con, we will now be announcing that it is room 301A. So that's where you'll find us on Sunday at 11 a.m. on the dot. Again, room 301A. And for the first about 40 or 50 people that go into the room, we actually have some free gifts for you guys if you show up. Con swag. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, always. yeah. Oh, yeah. Always con swag. The sweetest swag. The, that's the only way to con. And it'll, swag. And to give a hint, you'll be able to use it at other cons. Oh. If you want to know what that is, you have to find out the panel. Intrigue, daddy like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so other than that, October the 19th, that particular weekend, we will be in Portland. And uh, Joshua, player three, will be there competing in the Tetris tournament that's there. Um, come join us. Uh, I don't remember the address you told me, and I didn't write it down, but... Um, it is at the Oregon Convention Center. I believe there's another video game-based event happening, okay. and the Tetris tournament is a part of it. Okay, so we'll be there for that weekend. We may do a live show out there. I'm not particularly sure if we're going to do that yet, but I will let you know uh, on our social media, of course, as as usual. So you can reach us at uh, retrogamenightpodcast.com for our website. If you want to reach us on Instagram, retro underscore game night where you can find all our announcements and everything coming forward. And until then, I say, stay saucy, people. Stay saucy. Sega. (laughs) All rights reserved. (laughs) Are they really reserved? Because they're not really like a thing anymore. I have no reservations. Now, now be honest, Damien. They're they're kind of separate now. Was Sonic the first one you uh, loaded up when you uh, started up the Sega? Of course it was. You know it was. This is private information. <laughs> Don't reveal my intimate wearing pants. Don't touch my Con swag.